The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome, welcome to this first episode of Co-Parenting with the Universe. This is my new podcast. My name is Muriel Felous. I'm your host. I transitioned from single moms doing it all to co-parenting with the universe. And I'll explain to you why. I'll explain to you what is co-parenting with the universe. But before we go there, I want to let you know about an opportunity for you to win, claim a month free in my reopening membership, Co-Parenting with the Universe membership for moms, where we gather at least once a month live to work on mom issues, specifically moms with teens, but not only we're going to make that broader because although there are specific issues with teenagers, there are issues that can be applied to any stage of the momming life. (laughs) So the way you can win that month free is by putting a review on iTunes, taking a screenshot of it and sending it to me either through my uh, Facebook group. You can post it in the Facebook group, Co-Parenting with the Universe Facebook group, and I'll see you there. And that way, I'll send you an access for a month free, which means that you will have access to a free workshop of a monthly workshop and access to all the library of tools that is there free for a month. And if you decide to stay, you can stay. If you decide to leave, you can leave. Most of the time, moms stay. I started it not so long ago. This is the opportunity for you to join it as it's still small, so you have the ability, the possibility to be coached one-on-one during the workshop when you come with your question. So, as I said, you go to iTunes, you rate the podcast, and you put a review. I am currently recovering from COVID, still in confinement at home as I am recording this episode. And uh, you may hear me struggle a little bit with my voice sometimes. I'm trying not to cough. I'll do my best, but I cannot promise 100%. So now let's dive into co-parenting with the universe. If you are new to me, um, today I'm going to tell you my story. And you may have heard it a bit if you're not new, if you were in the previous podcast. But 
what I find also is that sometimes when we listen to the same thing several times, we get something else out of it. And plus, as I'm saying it now, as I'm telling it now, I'm not the same person that I was when I told it the last time. So here you go. New, new, new in many aspects. So how did I come to co-parenting with the universe? Well, I was coaching on dating for years. I was coaching women, mostly women, a few men, but mostly women on dating for years. Actually, since I was in high school, I had girls coming to me when they were in pain, and I noticed that I had a soothing effect on them. Loved it. Um, I decided to make it a business, get certified and really do it to the fullest of my passion. And when my kids became teenagers, they started, especially two of them, started acting out in potentially self-destructive and dangerous ways. They were, they were self-destructive with their actions regarding their schooling. They were too exploring too many things when they were going to parties, which scared me so much not always choosing the best crowd to associate themselves with. And of course, as it is for teens, they feel invincible. And they are, they are very prone to taking action on their, push, on their impulses. And it can sometimes lead to very disastrous, if not in some cases fatal. As they were doing that... As you know, I raised them as a single mom. I started feeling more and more anxious. I, Until then, I was under the illusion that I could control my kids. Now it's very obvious to me that even when, when our kids are two, three, four, five, and we think we control them, they allow us, they do that themselves to somehow, I would say, give us permission to control them. And this is very obvious whenever a kid has a tantrum, you see that you cannot control them, you can distract them. I hadn't learned to be more of an impactor, a guider, a protector. I was very strong as protect, at protecting my kids, but I was more an enforcer because that's what I've learned in my generation when I observed my parents' parenting, and that's not to blame them. That's what they knew at the time. We evolve with time, and we know more and more. And I thought that's what was working, but it became evident when they became teenagers that that doesn't work, and sometimes it creates even the opposite of what we want. So I felt powerless. I felt scared 24-7 that I would find them not to be morbid, but very, very um, concretely, I would be afraid that they would potentially take something that would kill them on the spot, frying their brain or, you know, those crazy drug parties. If I lived in an alert state, like, you know, the fight and flight response in our body when we feel a threat... If I had some of that going on before, because I had to protect them in many occasions in their life, they had a, a quite a difficult childhood because I was married with somebody who has, it was dysfunctional. And 
that went up. That was multiplied by 100% when this was going on. I was on alert 24-7. I was waking up at night in terror, especially if they were not with me, that something bad would happen to them. I had heart palpitations. I, it was horrible, and I could not change my thoughts just with another thought. Because sometimes what happens is that our alert, our physiology is already the alert response in our body is already active and you cannot use your thoughts to change that. You have to go at a body level. But I didn't see that coming. And it's funny because even though I was a coach, I didn't decide to, you know, it's much harder to see when it's yourself. Let's put it like that. And I spiraled without realizing into a depression without realizing that I was in depression. I, I kept thinking I, I would love just to disappear. If there could be a lightning that would take me away, I would be okay with that. And on another side, I didn't want to leave my kids. So I was torn between those two parts of myself and judging myself so badly because I didn't like my life. And in my head, it meant that I didn't love my kids. So many layers going on and so much self-judgment that it prevented me from seeing what was really going on. And that's what I see with all the moms I coach. We are so self-judgmental that we mask what's going on because we feel that we are monsters for thinking or feeling the way we do. And that adds a layer of difficulty and a block to the, to the story. And when I really realized that I was in depression because it was getting bad, my oldest came back from college and she studied psychology and we were talking about psychology. And she was saying that the signs of depression, I realized that I was marking them check to each one of them almost. I decided that it was time to do something because my kids could see and feel what was going on. So at that time, some, some of my friends were recommending that I would go see a doctor and take some antidepressants. From researching about antidepressant and what it is and what it does and how it works, I decided not to go that route because I, ex of course, maybe there are cases where they are necessary. And of course, I'm talking about a situational depression, not one, <clears throat> excuse me, not one where it's a question of unbalance in the brain. So please differentiate. Mine was coming from the way that I was perceiving, processing and thinking life and feeling life. I decided not to go that route and I decided to apply what I was teaching my clients multiplied. So I started when I start, woke up and, and when I, life is really wise because when you're ready to heal and you're ready to see what's going on, life is going to help you see. So I woke up one night in tears because I realized that I didn't like my life. I never admitted that to myself before because, like I said, it meant to me that I didn't love my kids. And that night, I understood finally that both were true in me. I loved my kids, but I hated my life. And I started crying 
because it was like almost a tragedy. I felt powerless to change it. And I felt so small, so scared, all in one shot. But being able to see that in front of me and to lower the judgment enough to be able to see what was going on was the catalyst to starting my healing. And as I was crying, I felt relief. I was still anxious, afraid, all that, but there was a level of relief. So from that moment on, I sat down and I thought about all the tools that I knew as a coach that I could use. And of course, as you know, I do tapping. I've been doing tapping for years with my clients on myself for many issues. And as also, I love learning about neuroscience and how the brain works. I knew that in certain cases, you couldn't change thought at the level of thought and you had to go intervene at the level of body. So I decided to tap every time I woke up in terror at night to tap to calm down the fear and the, the stress response in my body until I was neutral enough to grab another thought and hang on to it. And to frankly, the two thoughts that saved my life, and I still use them today and I still teach them to moms, are one, you have what it takes. And two, in this moment, we are safe. I am safe. My kids are safe. I don't know that they are in the hospital. I don't know that they are hurting in the street. I don't know. I Until I had an evidence that I need to face something tragic or dramatic and I will be providing, provided with the tools at that moment, we are safe. So I came back to that lifesaver combo of thoughts over and over and over. And that led me to change completely the way that I perceive and do life, not only as a mother, but as a human being. To give you an example now, and you probably, if you listen to my previous podcast, you'll have an episode in details about that. I am in a situation where I'm, I haven't tested negative yet. I'm supposed to take a plane to move my life, my entire life to another country. But until I test negative, I don't know if I'm going to be able to board on the plane in 12 days. So there is an element of uncertainty. If it had been the old me, I would have been anxious and worried about this and imagining all the horrific scenarios or maybe not horrific because it's not life and death. It's, it's annoying. It's uh, time-consuming. It's money-consuming. Because that experience happened to me, I learned that what I cannot control, I will only deal with if it presents itself in the present moment. Now I have to deal with it. Otherwise, I remember that we are co-creating our life with the universe, with God. The same way that we co-parent with the universe, we co-create everything we do. And I consciously choose, and if I feel that I'm too anxious, I use tapping, come back to a neutral place, and I consciously choose to entertain in my mind the best case scenario. Because even though some people will say that it's utopic, Pollyanna, whatever you want to say, 
the best way that the, the, the highest level of strength, the highest level of impact, the highest level of intelligence and resource that you can access is at a certain thought and vibration level and physiological response level. Because when we're, you are in fight and flight, the blood is detoured to your extremities so you can fight or flight. And you don't have access to your full intelligence and analysis and resourcefulness. So the best, my highest potential of overcoming, of creating the best scenario is by entertaining that in my head. And clear. if you want, leaving the freeway of my head open for the ambulance to come instead of putting traffic in it. That's an image that just came to me. So I am set on going. I already gave a notice for the place where I live anyway. I already have my suitcases done. I already gave away everything. And if that's not the case, I'll find a solution because I trust that I am resourceful. I've always found solutions. There is no reason for that to stop. And I'm not alone on earth. I have people who can help me. So same thing. The way that I approached my parenting from that point forward was to only deal in my mind with what I want instead of what I don't want. I know it's cliche, but believe me, when you're afraid for your kids, it's much harder said uh, done than said. And that's why you need all the tools you can. But when you know that, and when you go back to your life, I'm sure there were instances in your life where you were in a situation of uncertainty and fear and you decided to focus only on the best case scenario and you saw life literally delivering to you solutions that you didn't even know existed, ideas that you wouldn't have had access to if you didn't clear the freeway open. And if you didn't vibrate, I always, if you're new to me, I explain attraction and manifestation like an elevator based on the floor at which you emote how you feel it determines your vibration so based on that floor where you stop you'll have access to attract what's on that floor only you cannot attract miracles if you are stopping at the floor of fear unless maybe sometimes life decided to really intervene on your behalf because that's too bad, but it's very seldom. So your first point of focus is how you feel and whatever you need to feel at least neutral and stop at neutral. I am safe. I have what it takes. We'll face whatever comes with all our resources. I am a capable human being. I am strong. And Surrender what is not in your control to the universe for your kid, for their grades that you cannot create for them, for their actions that you can only impact and maybe restrict for their, their safety, but you cannot do instead of them. You cannot be them. You don't control them. Surrender what you cannot control to life, the universe God. Because frankly, it had maintained you 
alive until now. It had maintained them alive until now. And another belief of mine is that I have no control over, God forbid, when I'm supposed to die or when they're supposed to die. or I'm not God. So I relinquish that. I surrender for the best outcome, trusting that God has our highest good in in um, in store and that whatever we decided as at a soul level we cannot always impact at a human level so trusting that my soul knows their soul knows we all have access to higher guidance higher love higher protection so once you can surrender and maybe that's where you have to start because once that fear is lowered then you can address what i call your area of power, because the other one is your area of powerlessness. And we'll go more into details in future episodes, but it's about changing. Co-parenting with the universe is about changing the way you perceive and approach life to deal with what you can, focus on what you want, and intervene when something is in the way of that. That's crucial. Intervene. And you may have to intervene at the beginning 100 times a day because I did. And there are still days sometimes when I did. I need to intervene. Like I told you with my COVID situation right now, I was in my backyard earlier and I started getting antsy and, and anxious. I tapped. All that I know now is that I'm safe. My body is healing. My antigens are, are uh, being produced by my body, everything is fine, we'll live on time. And once I was able to be neutral and even hopeful and, and at peace, then I go and do other stuff or, or, or focus on whatever I want it to be. But it's about, it starts with understanding your area of power, understanding your area of powerlessness and intervening on yourself. Being like you would be with a three-year-old that's going to put their hand in a socket with yourself. Nope, don't go there. You're going to hurt yourself. Nope, it's not the best case scenario. Nope, don't go there. And having that discipline for yourself. But that means you need to cultivate awareness too. And there is brain training. And we'll talk about that in... Um, upcoming episodes too, but I wanted to give you a picture. And if you have questions, don't hesitate. Come to the Facebook group because um, I'm always recording mini tapping sessions in there and you can have access to that. And um, you can ask questions, you can message me. So if you have questions, don't hesitate. We are a community of moms there. In my membership, we also are a community of moms who do the deep work together. And I kid you not, day and light is the change when you start working on yourself with the way that you feel on a dominant basis in life, even with the challenges. Because what you will see in upcoming episodes is what came after. That if I didn't get that kick in my butt, with that depression, I would never have been able to, to manage and deal with that even worse situation with such power and help from above. 
So that's the pilot episode. I don't know if you say that for a podcast. I've been watching too much, too much Netflix when I was uh, sick with COVID, I guess. But that's the laying of the foundations for co-parenting with the universe because we are not alone. I'll tell you about miracles that happened in my life as a result of that approach. I'll tell you about other moms. I'll tell you, I'll give you examples and I urge you to go back in your life and see what miracles happened, what solutions fell on your lap that you didn't even have to lift a finger for. Because those are co-creation with the universe. They're co-creations. You were, your freeway was clear enough for the ambulance or the whatever solution to come to you. So welcome to that new podcast. I'm very excited about it. Share it with other moms. Come join us and have fun in the Facebook group. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week. May you co-create your life full of blessings and miracles, not only as a mom, but as a woman or a man, if you're a man listening to that. See you next week. Mwah. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.